0: Girlfriends, episode number 338, How Busy Moms Can Find Peace with Lisa Canning. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are joined by my special guest and friend, Lisa Canning, who speaks so beautifully about finding peace and balance, even as a working mom. Can't wait to share this important conversation with you. Let's go. Hey, girlfriend, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. If this is your first time listening to Girlfriends, I want to give you a special welcome. Thank you for checking us out. I hope you're going to enjoy what we share here. If you're a longtime or sometime listener, welcome back. You know, I love being able to connect with you right here through the podcast each week. So I've got a special guest, Lisa Canning, who I'm sure you have heard of. She is just a powerhouse Catholic mom. And um, she's going to be talking about how we can find peace, how we can balance things. And isn't that all any of us wants. You know, in recent episodes, we've been talking a little bit about work-life balance, about working moms. And ultimately, this is this can be a really kind of hot button issue for Catholic women. You know, recently, I had a listener that asked me, like, how do you discern if you're supposed to be a stay-at-home mom or if you're supposed to work? Or there are all these kind of different takes on it and I always encourage people to focus on their own unique vocation and their own unique circumstances when they're trying to figure that stuff out and Lisa just does that so beautifully I you know she has her own unique calling and she just shares very vulnerably about some of the struggles she's had and figuring out what God's plan was for her life and as a busy Catholic mom of nine I mean she's got a lot going on so I'm so grateful that she took the time for girlfriends and I know you're going to love what she shares so take a listen Joining me here today on the podcast is my good friend, who I still haven't met in person. We've kind of crossed paths a little bit, kind of close in geographic proximity a couple of times, but we haven't yet met in person, but we're going to change that, I'm sure, in the future. Lisa Canning is here with me today. Lisa is a mom of nine and author of the book, The Possibility Mom. She has a heart for helping moms unlock their potential in motherhood and a business. Welcome, Lisa Canning. I'm so glad you're here on Girlfriends.
1: I'm so happy to to be here, and I have to tell you, we <laughs> we kind of met, but not really. Oh, you you were at Mass here in Ave Maria, and I was like, "That's Daniel oh Bean," gosh. and I was a total like nerd, like I was like, that's Danielle Bean, that's Daniel <laughs> Bean," and you were in six feet of me. You're kidding me! And I got shy, Uh-oh. and Fred knows me well. Yes, for anyone who knows me now, they're going to be like, You got no, shy. Basically, Canning does not get
0: shy. <laughs> oh, my word. Wait, and was we- this at graduation or before that? I, I,
1: it was last year. Okay. So I, I'm not sure, but i just a like, times. I'm stressed you were wearing. You were wearing this like pink and blue like pattern. Oh it was so gosh. pretty. And I was like, I missed it. Why did I just say hello? Anyway, so funny story. I met you from afar.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: what do you mean? In real life and actually hug and I won't be shy. Okay. It'll be. Yes.
0: Yes. Well, since I have still got two kids that are Ave Maria down where you are, I'm sure I'm going to be there multiple times, probably mostly in February. So (laughs) when it's a good time to go visit. So next time, no shyness. And if I see you, I'm not going to be shy. I'm going to just walk right over and give you a hug. So that's so great. I I love that. That's a hilarious story. (laughs) So, yes, we have crossed very closely. Our paths have crossed, and yet, all in the Holy Spirit's time, right? <laughs> okay, well, let's dive into this conversation. So, you do more than just being a mom of nine, and you're the author of this book. You've got an entire kind of industry where you are supporting and encouraging women in their motherhood and in business. And this is such a dicey topic. Even in Catholic circles, I think there are people that have all different perspectives on this. Can you just share with me why, why are you doing this kind of work in particular?
1: Yeah. You know, and just briefly, I I come from a television background. Right. I had a let's show tell people about that. And I worked for many, many years in a very, you know, secular environment and where I, it was just heavily emphasized that my career was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And at the time growing up, so we were married um, fairly young. I was married at 23 and was building this uh, interior design and television career right out the gate and open to life and having babies at the exact same time. And I just sort of felt like my worlds were constantly in incompatibility, mm-hmm. like, like, and and. Even, Not even just on the philosophical or like uh, mental level. Like I was literally having people on two camps, it felt like, telling me, you shouldn't have any more babies because it's really going to hurt your television career. Mm -hmm. And then I was telling people tell me, you should really be giving up your television career because there's no way you can be there for your children. And it was so confusing. And at the time – We didn't have the climate we have today where a mom can truly pick up her phone and create a business. It just was the early days of social media. Mm -hmm. Like I think Twitter was sort of the new thing. Facebook was still kind of just for college kids. Like it kind of was like not what it is today. And so I had no idea how to navigate that dichotomy. And so it led to this huge implosion in my minivan and I screamed (laughs) to God you've got to show me a different way because you clearly don't want me to be this miserable, but you've clearly also given me these gifts. So show me, Lord, how to do this. Mm-hmm. What I did after that minivan meltdown was I went out to secular resources because at the time, again, there weren't that many even Christian resources on personal development. Mm-hmm. It was mainly secular People talking about time management, talking about efficiency, talking how to hack your life, all these things right. and I realized, as I got older, and you know now we have nine children, and I started to like get more in tune to my my Catholic faith, as you know, with as many children as we both have, you, you're presented all these opportunities to lean on the Lord mm-hmm. just as a not- every concert. single day. <laughs> I mean, you're presented these opportunities when you have one or two children as well. But there are some unique circumstances when you have as many children as we do that, you know, you have to navigate. And so I got a spiritual director, all these things. And I just noticed as I was starting to learn uh, more and more about what it looks like to hear as, you know, the language you use, the whispers, like, and just really become very intimate in my relationship with the Lord, I realized I was compartmentalizing personal development. Mm -hmm. And and so meaning it was sort of just like, I have my spiritual director, I have my Catholic life and, you know, they all live in these like neat little circles, but I realized, no, they all just have to live in the same circle. Like, (laughs) like it all has to be the same thing because that's how, that's our anthropology. We are whole human beings. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I was kind of, um, I was almost not intentionally, but I was like, Oh no, it's okay. Like, I'm just going to draw this nice line between spiritual and human formation. Mm-hmm. This is a long-winded way, but an important way to explain why I coach women in business the way I do. I realized that my personal development and my business development were all very secular and very self-reliant. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by self-reliant? Yeah, White knuckling. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to do it. It's gonna happen. And I have the kind of personality, the kind of temperament. I can work long and hard. Uh, you know, hustle is sort of just like in my DNA, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just from experience, I have a lot of experience of hustling and how to do it well. And as I started to grow more in my relationship with our Lord, I just started to realize that this white knuckling does not work. <laughs> it can work in these short spurts, it Mm -hmm. can work in whatever you want to call it. Like, like it, 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 it works, but what it produces is not what the Lord wants. Right. And so I had to learn through a series of events. And one of those was events was getting trained as a Catholic mindset coach. So I went through training with um, my fine friends over at Metanoia Catholic. And that's a whole other funny story. I met one of the founders, Aaron Ingold here in Ave Maria I looked at her across the way, right in front of the church where I uh, looked at you across the way. <laughs> I was like, who is this girl? We have to be friends because she has like hair, like up to heaven. Like she is really gorgeous. <laughs> hair. She always wears these cute earrings. I, and I just was like, you and I are clearly going to be friends. I want to know everything about you. I, love it. I learned that she she was trained in a secular life coach school that i had been very influenced by so i was like okay cool i understand that she has the sort of credentials around coaching and i was looking for a coach what i ended up getting with her was this understanding of catholic anthropology that again through no fault of like my education or you know i'm not trying to blame anybody mm-hmm. like why didn't i understand needs to be a whole person but i just had not up until that point understood truly that it sounds I always feel I always feel a bit um vulnerable when I say this because it's like of course I knew that Jesus was the center of everything like right. but not in this this way that I came to understand it that truly no true transformation happens without Jesus Christ at the center it's like I knew that cerebrally growing up in Catholic sure. school I knew that in my adulthood of course you, you hear it at, at at mass at church and in, in good preaching of course But it was like I felt it in a different way. And that's when things clicked for me Mm -hmm. that you cannot compartmentalize personal development and that there is very little currently in business coaching that allows God in. So my final point I want to make on this is that there are so many messages about you got this. right? Hustle hard, you know, hustle, and, and you know, like coffee, you're fueled by coffee and wine. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And as a Catholic in secular training, there's a lot of value we can gain, of course. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have this understanding of what it means to be a human person in a Catholic anthropology, if you don't understand that Jesus Christ is the center of transformation, these habits of self-reliance and white knuckling, or just become habitual and truly close you off from what God wants for your life. And so really what the Lord has slowly, I feel like I'm like, Lord, why didn't you just <laughs> tell me? That? Just knock me over the head when I'm young. But what 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 he has shown me over time is that everything is for our benefit, including our businesses, that we can become holy through our businesses. You know, Zelie Martin, yeah. right? The mom of, of Therese, St. Therese. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of a, I'm coming to understand her better now, but but I think there, there's this obviously like a romantic uh, sort of thought, oh my gosh, the parents of saints, they right. must have been so like wonderful. But in her writings, she talks about that she kind of resented her business at times, like she found it difficult, but that she loved it because it made her holy. So this is a very long way of telling you, Danielle Bean, that this is why I'm doing what I do now. I really want to coach women in business. Who have discerned that they desire to use their gifts in this particular way? That they have they desire to bring income to their family, but do it in a way that has no woo woo, where there's no sort of challenge around like what is Catholic and what is not, where you can learn business practice, you know, practical business skills, but then also understand how do you trust God, how do you invite the Holy Spirit into all of it? Wow, (laughs) you're clearly on fire for this.
0: And I love I love your perspective on it. and and I love that you shared that it was like that you almost feel vulnerable sharing like that I finally figured this out not perfectly, but just began to understand like the wholeness of the human person the way that God intends because i I can so relate to that. there There are so many like kind of I, I call them no duh moments where it's like, I feel stupid sharing like this this insight that felt like incredible insight to me, but it was like, you know, it feels so simple. And yet sometimes it takes a lot before you can come to
1: embrace a truth like that. You know, and and again, it's habits. Like when you are, so let's just be very, uh, you know, I've already been vulnerable. Let's just keep going. <laughs> I was a um, straight A student. I got a scholarship to go to college. I was constantly rewarded when I performed well. Mm-hmm. And, and this just becomes habit you start to associate obviously your performance with praise and then that can become an association of your performance with your worth and and so on and so mm-hmm. forth and so it's so important that in anything that we do whether it be motherhood whether it be business like all the roles that we play that we naturally come to it with a lens with a past history with these very well worn pathways like this is this is neuroscience we come with well worn neural pathways that influence how we behave and we can change them right Right. I think that's a that's a very important
0: message for us to hear because I think sometimes we can kind of fall into the habit of thinking that, you know, we're victims of our our circumstances, we're victims of our past lives or the way we were brought up or our lack of faith formation. But I love the hopefulness in what you're sharing that with Christ, all things are possible. Right. But that I I do wanna say is doesn't mean right that you can you can have it all all the time. Like, how do you discern that? Like you're a mom of nine, right? So many people hear that and they're like, full stop, like on earth, why, what, how can she be doing anything else? And yet you are, you're doing so many other things. Tell tell us what that balance looks like for you and how do you discern what you will take
1: on and how, you know, the back and forth between home and work. One of my beautiful uh, friends and clients, um, Beth Bubick, she has this phrase It's like, you can have a goal, but then hold it with loose hands. Oh, I like that. And for me, that just like guts me to the core because my previous life was self-reliant. So it was tight. had no loose hands. (laughs) No loose hands. It's like, this is what is going to happen. I'm choleric in my temperament. So it's just like, this is what's going to happen. And so- what discernment looks like for me is you have a goal, whether it's financial, whether it's moving, whether it's, you know, I want to sell a hundred products, whatever it is, but you hold that with loose hands. Mm -hmm. And so that means that I'm trusting the Lord in what does this look like in the day to day? So, so one thing for me that is that people come to me often is, is questions around time. Mm -hmm. How on earth do you have time for anything? I've got two children and I feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like I can get my to-do list. And so It's not like I'm like magical. Like I really like. Yes, I have some like hacks in my life. So, for example, I order groceries, so I'm not taking an hour of my day to go get them. There are a lot of ways I enlist my children. You know, I'm at the stage now where I do have older children, so a lot of the household running Mm -hmm. is is my children are very much involved. So I do have certain hacks and certain uh, ways that I distribute the load. But at the end of the day, when I look at my to-do list and it doesn't get accomplished, what I have learned is that I i, I simply, I, there's two things. Number one, I don't make it mean anything about me. Mm-hmm. So when I look at the list, I'm just like, okay. I look at the list. I might have been called away because a child was um, needing some extra attention. This happened yesterday. Long list. I've got a business summit that I'm preparing for. And so there's a very long list mm-hmm. of things to, you know to do for that. I could hear my kids. There was like a lot of fighting. There was a lot of sort of like you know cajoling, and I was like, "Eep, somebody's got to step in here for a minute and sort of change the dynamic." Mm-hmm. And so I made a choice. I was like, "I'm going to actually just put my to do list on pause, and we are all getting in the car and we're going to the drive through, and then we had a grand old time. We, we sat and had our ice cream um, at a local lake to me, and it was it was super fun." But th- like. I have to have a, I, I, I could feel a victim in that real quick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because of my kids, I didn't, I didn't get my to-do list done, but I've had to learn, you know, and if I'm being honest, of course, sometimes it's frustrating, mm-hmm. but I've had to learn, you're making a choice and this, you're making this choice of your own free will. You're making this choice with your intellect. You're, you're using your reason, like your ability to reason that the Lord gave you this incredible tool, everybody that we have, our ability to reason. You used your reason and you said, Your kids, I think, really need you right now because they're all kind of been cooped up. It was raining, you know, they kind of need you right now. So you're going to go out and, 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 and like have an amazing time. So that is a choice mm-hmm. that we can all choose. That's number one is sort of this like, I'm not a victim. I don't make it mean anything about me when I look at my list and it doesn't get accomplished. And then the second thing I do is I just simply say, Lord, okay, Lord, you make time for it. And it's, it's kind of in that tone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, you want me to host this thing and have nine kids? Well, then you can figure it out. And what, ex- what experience has shown me, Danielle Bean, is that it does happen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it. Right. Again, I'm not like, I don't have any secrets except for trust the Lord. Yeah, And so that has never steered me wrong. I love that. And I can so relate to that because I certainly have had
0: my moments where I'm like, this is ridiculous you know and i'll look at my list and whether it's work or it's it's home things or stuff with the kids and you some some mornings i think everybody just wakes up and you look at your list and you're like no like this is ridiculous right but i i do find that i am i always am richly rewarded in spiritual and physical and emotional ways when you just give that list over to god and you say okay lord you know, make my list. Here's what I think my list is. Like, make my list, and he just he responds to that, and he's so faithful. and And sometimes everything on the list gets ticked off, and then other times nothing on the list gets ticked off, but it's something else. You know, that's uh, that's God's priority. And I think that that kind of openness, which is so hard, especially for like someone like you that you know describes that type A personality, the white knuckling, you know, getting through things of your own accomplishments, that. It's so hard but it's a lifelong lesson I think and I love how much you share about your personal journey with that because I think every woman can relate to that on some level.
1: I think it's also really important to note that what's the alternative? Okay, so when I look at my list, I have some alternatives. I can choose to do what I just discussed which is give it to the Lord, you figure it out, or I can be miserable. <laughs> like you know, and then even just another option is like, okay, and, slash, or, whatever, another option is I can start to tackle the list. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just, like, so many options, and the thing that I really want to hit home with people in business, in motherhood, in your marriage, you always have a choice. I think too often we feel like, oh, no, there's no choice. Mm -hmm. I have all these kids, and so this is just what life is. Right. I, have a marriage with a grumpy husband. This is just what it is. And it's just forever going to be that way. It's just not factual. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important for people to remember. Right. That's not factual. You have no idea what tomorrow will bring. Yeah. And this is where just trust becomes so paramount like trust. This is what my spiritual director is always telling me. It's like, Lisa, can you just stop? Like, he's always like, (laughs) you got to live five minutes at a time. And he's like, even if you can't, if you can't do five minutes and you're living one minute at a time, he was like, you can plan for five minutes ahead. That's it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's all. you. And I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) But there is wisdom in that kind of thinking is you just really do not know what tomorrow will bring. And so let's just do our, you know, let's be prudent. Let's be great stewards of what's been given to us, of course. So yes, we can plan, we can do strategic things, but then like my friend Beth says, loose,
0: loose hands. Loose hands. I I love that. Having the loose hands on your goals, but yeah, living, you know, five minutes at a time. I I think that's really great advice. And it's sort of a different version of what a, a way that I like to think about just like when I feel overwhelmed, I try to remind myself, just do the next right thing. Like, what is the Mm -hmm. next thing? And you can only do one thing in any given moment. So choose it, like which one, and then be all there for it. And I think sometimes you know, we're tempted to just be overwhelmed by all of the things that we know that need to be done. And um, sometimes we don't even know how to begin to prioritize those things. So is that part of what you help moms to do um, through your coaching and through the different resources that you offer is figuring that out? Because of course, every woman's balance of those things is going to look different. Some women are called to be active in business. Other women are called to be at home, full-time, 100%. Their family has those kinds of needs and that's what they need to be there for. Like, Do you help women to figure that stuff out? There,
1: there's there's a skill set and a mindset piece to every situation, mm-hmm. right? So skill set is, uh, of course, like I can... T- so in, for example, I have a group coaching experience called Wealth Without Guilt, which I teach people how to make their first $100, $1,000, $10,000 online. So I give you like a framework. I give you the follow these steps and it will happen. It may happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But I coached in that way for a long time. So meaning kind of like pedagogy, like I coached in a way is just like, I will teach you what to do. Go ahead and do it. And I started to see very familiar problems, like, like similar kinds of like, oh no, there's no way I could do that. Similar kinds of stalling, Mm -hmm. if you will, in my clients And what I came to understand is, oh, you need the mindset piece. Mm -hmm. You need coaching. Everyone needs coaching on what to do in that moment when you're like, I don't want to do the next right thing. Or in that moment where you're just like, forget it. This is too hard. I'm going to give up. Mm -hmm. That's what my coaching really provides. It's like, yes, here's the practical, follow these steps. Here's how you do, you know, an online business but also paired with this mindset work that again puts you with loose hands at the, the in, in surrender and receptivity mm-hmm. like lord you do what you need that is a that is a mindset like to make yourself receptive to what the lord wants is a choice mm-hmm. you can you can choose alternate paths they don't lead very well in my humble you know opinion <laughs> to like, it's a choice to make ourselves receptive, Mm -hmm. to allow ourselves receptive. And so that's what my, that's what my coaching allows for is that combination of the two, because they are essential. Yeah, I think that's so great. And you know, it it calls to mind that kind
0: of discernment process that every, every woman, every human being, of course, has to figure out, especially if you're going to be married and have a family, how are you going to balance that with whatever else that God might be calling you to? Is God calling you to something else? You know, I hear from women all the time who are like, How do I write a book? How do I become a Catholic speaker? Like, they just, like, they want the end. They've got this goal in mind. And God may, may very well be calling them there, but I'm always like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you need to take some steps back. Like, why do you think that's a goal? And what other life circumstances do you have? And what opportunities do you have? And ultimately, like you know, if that's God's plan for you. And and I like what you said about kind of taking yourself out of the equation, because that's what I also recommend to people in those circumstances that are discerning those things. Because for me, and, and maybe you've had some of this experience as well, it's like, when I'm discerning, like, should I take on this thing? Or there's this opportunity presented to me, I always call to mind um, Father Jacques Philippe's phrase, is it vainglory? And I love mm. that, because a lot of times... It is vain glory, meaning that it's something that I want, that I think is desirable. And when I examine my motives, it's like, oh, that's all about me. I feel like that would be a good thing to give me glory, right? But um, we need to be motivated by what will give God glory. And sometimes that looks very
1: different. Have you experienced that? I think this is why spiritual direction is so important. Mm -hmm. To have somebody for sure a few steps ahead of you on the journey – but who is a trained spiritual director who can interpret or help you interpret what God is asking of you in every given season? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do without my spiritual director. Um, and so that I think is just like so essential. And then staying close to the sacraments. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when I, when, I hear, <laughs> when I hear other people say this, I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know it's almost like, I don't know, like it can, it can feel trite, I guess, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> so know. Also just, it's, it's not it's so trite. important. How else do we hear the voice of God? If we are so caught up in our own thoughts, mm-hmm. how else do we become intimate with him? Like any other relationship you have to put in time. So why would our relationship with the Lord be any different? And I would hear this as a young, busy mom. And I would be like, No, like, this is how I'm putting in my time with the Lord and every diaper change and everything. And yes, there is truth there. Please don't, you know, don't send the angry emails. Of course, (laughs) of course, we become holy through these everyday actions. Mm -hmm. However, we also need the silence. And that's where I think human formation, you know, I don't have this, um, there's a document that I can't remember who, if it was John Paul or Benedict, like one of our great popes, would reference a lot in, um, in pastoral formation. Uh So like there's some document that that is focused on where human formation is like a key tenet, you know? So we can't negate that if you can't figure out, and again, I'm not trying to blame, there are many seasons of my (laughs) life where it's harder to get that prayer, but it's, that's a human skill to be able to either you know, look at your schedule and be like, when can I get in some silent prayer or to be, it's a human skill to ask your spouse or ask someone else in your life, Hey, I'd really like to sneak away to the adoration chapel regularly. Like what could we do in our schedule? That's human. That's just like straight up, like practical life skills. And I think that's such an important part. If you desire to ensure that this is not vain glory. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's this other concept that I'm kind of toying with um, that I'm, I'm curious about what could look like for me. And I've just, I've heard it from other executive leaders, this sort of, you have a personal board of directors. And so there are people who might be ahead of you on the journey and, and different walks of life, different perspectives. I think that kind of a concept is also really interesting like that. that you just people in your life Um, you know, I think of you in this way, like people who are just ahead of you. Well, I was just thinking,
0: I want you on my board of directors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And again, because there's there's lenses we all bring, obviously there's experiences that we all have that uh, others do not. And, and, and that's what makes us so unique. God loves diversity. It's so fun. And so this is an interesting concept I'm currently exploring. It's like, who are the people that I want to surround myself with? um, that can strategically speak into me, um, whose lives I admire, all that kind of stuff. Right. So that's how, I, how you avoid, it. but truly it's confession. I asked my, I asked my spiritual director this. I was like, how do I know? Again, the type A is like, <laughs> give me a list and I'll do it. Right. And he literally said, okay, I'm not giving you a list because that's just satisfying your need for control. But he did say he was like a really key way you can kind of look at your interior life and kind of give yourself a bit of an assessment is, do you want to run to confession? Mm. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. And so I I think, you know, that's a very important thing to be aware of to ensure that we're not doing this for, you know, our vainglory. Right, right. Oh, that's such
0: sound advice. I love that. And so, so important. And that's, uh, I'm feeling convicted by that question right now. I'm like, oh, shoot. (laughs) <laughs> when can I get to confession? <laughs> so I, I love the reminder. I love the I love the nudge and and nudging is something that I think that you're very good at and, and nurturing and nudging through the kind of coaching that you do. I think it's it's what so many of us need. So we're almost out of time, but can you let people know like where can they find you online? Where can they follow you on social media and learn about all the awesome stuff you have going on?
1: Oh, at time of recording, I have this super fun, completely free online business summit happening for moms who are exploring business or maybe are in business and want to make sure they're doing it in a way that aligns with a Catholic anthropology that doesn't take them away uh, from their primary vocation. So that's happening August 26th through 28th. And you can find all the information on my website, lisacanning.ca. And my favorite place to hang out and engage with people is at lisa canning on instagram awesome well we will have all of that linked up in the show notes so people can check it out
0: i'm hoping this will publish in time for people to participate but even if you're listening to this later go over to lisacanning.ca and you'll see because Lisa's always got something brewing. So (laughs) you definitely, you want to get on her list. You want to be sure that you're getting informed about what she's got going on over there. Lisa, thank you so much for all that you do for women, for sharing your heart so beautifully and so vulnerably. I know it's a hard thing to do. And I'm so grateful to you because so much beautiful fruit is coming from the good work that you are doing. Thank you also for sharing here on Girlfriends.
1: You're so wonderful, thank you.
0: All right, we've got more of the show coming up for you, but first a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna come talk to you about morality. Oh, there's a real conversation starter. Oh, I was just an ex-monk. Oh, he can relate to me. So in my work, I'm a professor and I'm a translator. I take ideas, I digest them, I communicate them. I've read the text, thousands of pages of Thomas Aquinas, texts in other languages. That's my job to digest. And I just wanted to go into the treasure trove, pull out the things that I had discovered, cut them out from all the scholarly stuff, don't get caught up in all of the, you know, details, right? The people of God deserve to have this kind of content. The truths of Catholic morality are meant to transform your life. And so I wrote this book precisely to show that these truths are not just truths that we memorize, but they're truth that we live. So to find out more about this universal call to holiness that is the vocation of all Christians, check out my new book, Made by God, Made for God, at ascensionpress.com slash catholicmorality.
0: Hey, girlfriends, it's Danielle. I'm just popping in here real quick to remind you about an easy way for us to stay connected outside the podcast. And that is through a subscription to the Girlfriends podcast show notes. So a lot of times I share information here on the podcast about books, websites, music, social media profiles, or other resources that I know you're going to want to have access to. And those details and those links are always included in the show notes. Well, the easiest way to make sure that you are always in the know about girlfriends is to subscribe to those show notes. Notes, And the good news is it's easy to subscribe. You can subscribe by texting girlfriends to 33777 or just by going to ascensionpress.com slash girlfriends. I'm looking forward to staying connected with you. Welcome back. All right, we're at the point in the show where I sometimes share listener feedback or a listener question. But this week, I just wanted to share something that came up in the Girlfriends community. If you're not familiar with it, the Girlfriends community is our online community that is a way of going deeper with some of the topics that we talk about here on the podcast, a way of connecting with each other, having ongoing conversations outside of the podcast about the important things that we talk about here, our faith, our family lives, our relationships, our wellness and homemaking and all of these things that we women really care about. We're talking about it over in the Girlfriends community. And one of the things that I've especially loved over there is that twice a week we get to share in these live video chats. And I love getting to know some of you in that way because when I'm doing the podcast, it's really just me sitting here talking to my microphone. I know you're real. And I love all the ways that you give me feedback feedback. But there's really nothing like being able to actually talk live with somebody. And that's what I get to do twice a week through these video chats that are part of the experience over in the Girlfriends Community. So if you want to be a part of that, go over to girlfriendscommunity.com and you'll get all the information. You can try it out absolutely for free without a commitment. No harm, no foul if it's not for you. But I just know you're going to love what we're doing there. And I can't wait for you to join us. Your presence there will really be a gift to us all. But what came up in one of those chats was we were talking about, so, you know, during the month of August, we were focused on the virtue of charity. And in one of those video chats, we were talking about the difficulty sometimes of growing in love and charity with our own families. Like as ironic as that is, right? Like, you you know, you think about charity and you're thinking about outside your home and ways that you're giving and maybe, you know, feeding children in a third world country, which of course is part of charity. But learning to be charitable, meaning loving and generous in our relationships with our husbands and our kids. You know, there's that famous quotation from St. Mother Teresa who said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. That is a challenge, isn't it? where we're reminded that's where we really grow in love, where we really can grow in holiness, where we really are challenged in the virtue of charity is in our own homes, our own families, in relationship with our husbands and with our kids. So recognizing that we were talking in this particular video about how we need to let people in, you know, that we're close with and that we love, we need to let them, you know, we were talking about the importance of forgiveness, but then it's important that we also let others forgive us in their own way. And that that's a really challenging thing. You know, we had the episode uh, a few weeks back where we were talking about how to forgive people even when it's hard. But there's the flip side of that that sometimes it's hard to be forgiven. Sometimes somebody is hurt by something we did or something we said, and we just, we don't even get it, or we don't want to get it, or we're annoyed that they're making such a big deal out of it. And there's an opportunity for us to grow in charity in that moment, in accepting the fact that they need to forgive us or that they want to forgive us, that they want to show us mercy, you know, if they are. And um, allowing them the space that they need, especially if it's an, a, a time when we have said sorry for something, and we think they should just be over it already, but they aren't yet. That's an opportunity for us to grow in love for that person. And it's, an, it's a real act of mercy to allow them to be merciful to us in their own time, in their own space, in the way that makes sense to them. And I know that I for sure have struggled with this in being impatient and, you know, wanting to just, okay, you know, we said we're sorry, like, let's move on. But you have to recognize that people have different temperaments about these things. And um, for sure, I have more of the temperament that can more readily move on from things. And I don't think that's a particular virtue on my part. I think that's just my temperament. I think that's just how I am. Other people, though, it, it takes them time and they need a little bit of space to kind of process what happened and to heal from it and to, you know, fully accept your apology and offer you mercy and forgiveness. But that's sometimes a really challenging thing. So what's really helped me is being able to have these conversations with other women that I know share my values, share my Catholic values and um, have, have families of their own and circumstances that might be similar to mine. And I just have learned so much from... From these conversations where we're able to talk about even just these everyday experiences that we might have in our relationships with our husbands or with our kids. And hearing somebody else's perspective or experience can really be enlightening, even if it isn't exactly the same as yours. Some of the ways that it is the same or some similarities that you can see or some insight that they might offer based on their experience can really be helpful. And this is part of what I believe God's plan is for us living in community. We need each other. We need each other's unique perspectives. We need each other's unique outlook, and we need to benefit from each other's experience. But one of the things that we do in the Girlfriends community is look to build each other up and support each other and encourage each other in our faith and family lives. And what we're doing is, yes, a uniquely joyful thing living out a a vocation as a Catholic woman is a uniquely joyful experience. I'll be the first person to say that, but I also am going to tell you that it is uniquely challenging and that there's nothing like your sisters in Christ to help you through some of the harder things that you might need to decide to be a source of prayer support for you when you're struggling with something, or even just to have somebody that you can connect with that gets it, That is so valuable and I know I have benefited immensely from that already just in the short life that we've had together at the Girlfriends Community and I hope you'll consider joining us. Go over to girlfriendscommunity.com to get your free trial and all the information that you might need. If you have questions about that or about anything that we've talked about here on the podcast today, I would love to hear from you. You can always email me at danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I am Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But for now, I want to thank you so much for being part of today's podcast. I really appreciate the fact that you have many things that are vying for your time and attention. And I do not take for granted the fact that you choose to spend some of it here with me. That is so encouraging for me to know. And I am just so grateful for your presence here. Thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.